Hi out there, this is Heather Vickery, and you've tuned into the Brave Files podcast. I'm so, so glad you're here. This week, I've had the privilege of chatting with fellow fear boss, Judy Holler, about her journey through fear and into bravery. We discuss her best-selling book, what it means to be fearless versus brave, and we learn about fear experiments. If you're ready to boss your fear around a little more often, be sure to listen all the way to the end. And remember, you have the responsibility of putting yourself in the number one spot, and that's the healthiest option for everyone involved. Plus, the only person you're really in competition with is yourself. So how about you trust yourself and get into consistent action so that you can smash those comfort zones? And speaking of being brave... Did you know that we have a private Facebook community and it's just sitting there waiting for you? In fact, it couldn't possibly be complete without you. If you're a person who wants to live a bigger, bolder, braver life, does that sound like you? Well, then come on over to Brave on Purpose and hang out with us. All you have to do is search Brave on Purpose in Facebook or follow the link in our show notes. I can't wait to see you there. Now let's get to know this week's guest, Judy Holler. Afraid, unstoppable, rise. This is Heather Vickery, and you're listening to The Brave Files, stories from people living courageously. When we choose bravely in big and small ways, it powerfully elevates our lives. I hope these stories connect with you and encourage you to embrace bravery in every possible way, day after day. Together, we can build a movement of courageous living that enriches both our lives and our communities. And if you enjoy the show, I ask you to please share it with others. Maybe think of someone who you want to choose bravely right alongside you. Thanks for tuning in. Now here's the show. Hey, everybody. This is Heather Vickery. Welcome to the Brave Files podcast. I'm so excited to have you you all here with me today because it's not very often that I get to talk to somebody who is as excited about fear and bravery <laughs> as I am. And today's guest is just a woman after my own heart. She travels the world talking about facing fear and embracing bravery, just like I do. And you are going to love her. She's also the author of a new book called Fear is My Homeboy. Hey, homeboy. I can't talk. Fear is my homeboy. <laughs> Y'all meet Judy Holler. Well, hi, everybody. And that was <laughs> such a great introduction. Thank you so much for your energy. And oh my gosh, honored to be on your podcast. And hello to the brave community that's listening in. I know. You all are going to love Judy. Judy and I have been flirting with each other over the internet <laughs> for months and months and months, trying to get together. We're so into the same thing, and our schedules finally collided in, in just the right way. Judy, give us a little background. I loved your three words so much, mm. and you start with the word afraid, mm. and I dig that in a really big way. And One of the things that I've heard you say that we have in common is... Um, fuck fearless. Like we're not trying to be fearless, right? So tell us a little bit about what led you into this kind of work and how that fits into that word afraid. 
Oh, it's so good. Well, I think I have to start by explaining why I chose the word afraid. And it was really a knee-jerk reaction, uh, but I think it's on purpose. I mean, even the dedication to my book says, fear this one's for you, right? Because you can't be brave unless you're scared first. And I think there is power into admitting that there is fear there. And yeah, I love that we've also got the permission to drop the F-bomb. So yes, fuck fearless. Um, I believe fearless is for the sociopaths and the five-year-olds and none of us want to be a sociopath and none of us want to be a five-year-old because (laughs) if you were really fearless, you'd do all kinds of crazy shit, right? You'd walk out into traffic, you would eat poisonous food, you'd never go to a doctor, you would never pay your taxes, right? So we don't want to be fearless. We want to be brave. Uh, Yet there is power in understanding that there is fear there to begin with. And I chose the word afraid for two reasons. I think it's easy to look at people out there doing big things in the world, whether Whether it's um, raising a beautiful family, starting a business, writing a book, running a marathon, all these things that people do, quitting bad habits, leaving toxic relationships, all of that requires courage, right? But most of us are doing it scared. And anyone who gets anywhere has started at zero and has had to face the fear first, right? So. That's like point number one. Certainly, as I sit here as a creative entrepreneur and a business, a creative entrepreneur rather, and a, and a business owner. So I'm afraid all the time. I'm just doing it anyway. But my fear, I mean, if we want to take it a level underneath, and I share some of this in my book, you know, my fear really started at a young age. I kind of grew up afraid. My, my mom is manic bipolar. And so I grew up in an environment that really was scary because yeah. there was no certain. And, yeah. and I think I, I did my best to navigate and environment uh, that that was scary most days. And I kind of grew up afraid, afraid in my own house, afraid of my own mom. And so I, I really look at that as sort of a badge of honor now because I know it was and became my greatest gift. At, at the time, it was very confusing and frustrating, but it's become my greatest gift yeah. and has really folded itself ironically into my work. I mean, I never set out to be a fear scientist. It just sort of, <laughs> it just sort of Oh happened. my God, I love that. A fear <laughs> scientist. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And I can tell you why I say that. So the big, the the root, the root of the work that we're doing on fear right now is really challenging our community and our audiences and the readers of the book and the people who buy the products. We're challenging them to become fear scientists, which really lies underneath the idea of experimenting with your fear every day on purpose. Because here's the deal. Every one of us wants to Every one of us wants to have more freedom in our life. We want the freedom to, to make more money, to live life on our own terms, to be, you know, the freedom to be healthier and wealthier and more successful and to run our business the way we want. All these things that we want. We want, we really want freedom, but most of us aren't willing to get uncomfortable in order to go get it. So I believe there that There you go. Yeah, so so I really believe that the secret to managing fear, your secret weapon is to experiment with your fear every day on purpose and improv theater. So back to your initial question is yeah. what led me to this big idea. So I was and I'll give you the cliff notes Heather and then you can kind of let it let it inspire where we go next, but so your listener knows, I mean, I have a background in corporate America, built a career in sales and marketing in the meetings industry, hospitality space, worked for hotels. But the flashpoint for me was when I moved to Chicago, uh, took a big promotion. And by day I'm hotel sales and marketing, opening hotels, doing all this cool stuff, the paycheck, the career. But by night, 
I am studying and performing improv theater at Second City in Chicago. Now, I just signed up for the basic classes that anybody can go take. And I ended up really, really taking to the improv theater, watched all of those brave ideas and uh, the curriculum that we were learning in the improv theater. I I watched it make me really brave in the boardroom and in my corporate life. And I went on to audition for the conservatory, their professional program, got in, stayed in. So I'm an alumni of their, their conservatory program at Second City. And so by night, I'm improv, by day, I'm corporate America. And like I said, I began experimenting with my fear without even realizing what I was doing. I was using improv, the training, to be brave on an improv stage. But I was like, well, if this can make me brave on an improv stage, maybe, just maybe, I can use some of these ideas at work and in my personal life. So I started experimenting with (laughs) my fear in really big and really small ways. And I'm happy to share some examples. But that's the root. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll definitely get to examples. I think that's fantastic. You said a bunch of things. I mean, it's hilarious. I had forgotten that we have hotels and events in common also. Um, and, and in Chicago, all of those yes. things. And I have a theater degree. We're like, we're like sister from days. another mister. So do you have, do you do the Enneagram? What's your Enneagram? Okay. My Enneagram changes. Okay. Is that weird? No, I think it's awesome. It changes. Like, I love weird all the time. Like every oh, couple months. It depends on, are you a Gemini by chance? I'm, I'm not okay. a Gemini. I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, I'm married to a Sag. Those, those, <laughs> that, com- that combo works out good, by the way. But yeah, yeah. we must be sisters from another That's mister. So nice. I love Isn't that. that. So funny. That's um, great. But what, what I love about what you're saying, so my quote, I actually have it on magnets that I give out to people when I speak. It says, everything you really want is just on the other side of uncomfortable. Oh, yes. Yes. And I love that you're like, you know, You've got to get a little uncomfortable. Mm. And I want you, I'm with you. I want you to sit with that fear. I want you to think about what it's trying to teach you, how it's trying to inform you. And you know, sometimes fear is really valuable. It it keeps us alive. Yeah. And sometimes it's telling us that we should just do something that feels, mm. you know, uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. And that's where the the magic lives, right? So one exactly. of the big mission in my company, Holler Productions, that I run is this idea that we believe for everything we create, from the books to the keynotes to the products to the podcast, everything we create really lines up underneath this one mission. And it's this, that we believe freedom, which is what we all really want. Freedom from whatever it may be and whatever that looked like for you, but we all really want more freedom in our lives, personally, professionally, whatever that may look like. But we believe that freedom lives in smashing comfort zones because you'll never get what you really want in this life unless you're willing to get uncomfortable and to do the uncomfortable work that's going to re- you know, really give you that comfortable life on the back end. And so you know, that's the, the root of the work. So to break it down a little bit for you, we do this by experimenting with our fear every day on purpose. So fear experiments could look like really big things, leaving a, an abusive relationship, yeah. uh, putting, you know, going for a promotion, asking for a raise, moving to a new city, going, get, getting the divorce, uh, getting married, having the kid, not having the kid, <laughs> starting the business, not starting the business. Like all of these big decisions are big experiments, right? But but you don't have to jump out of a plane to be brave. So small fear experiments matter just as much because what we're really doing is training our courage, training the brave muscle. I believe courage is a muscle. 
Yeah. And the more you work yeah, it, it out, the better it gets. So uh, we we challenge our community to do small fear experiments every day. So go on the podcast, do the interview, uh, raise your hand first in a meeting, speak up first on a conference call, uh, unfollow someone on Instagram that makes you feel like crap about yourself, right? There you um, go. Take, a, take a different drive home for work. S- swap your coffee for tea or your tea for coffee. Try, <laughs> try, try the sushi. new. Yeah. yeah. Take a selfie in public. Start an Instagram. Instagram page. These are fear experiments. And that makes you a fear scientist. And the more you do this, the braver you get. You don't need to jump off out of a plane or summit a mountain to be brave. (laughs) You can raise your hand first in a meeting and you are brave. You know, I dig it. I love it. I love your energy so much. And that's really the whole mission of this entire podcast is that there are a million ways every day to step into bravery. Mm. And what you said, which is what on purpose, that's actually um, my coaching, my coaching slogan is helping you leverage your fear into intentional bravery because when we choose bravely on purpose, we choose bigger, we win bigger, and it's contagious, right? So your idea that 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 there are, you know, raising your hand at the meeting and taking the selfie out in public Mm -hmm. or whatever those things are, um, it's one thing to just do them. It's another thing to know that it's a brave thing to do and to step into that. Okay, I love that so much, and I love that you latched onto that because the on purpose is on purpose. Yes. Because right? we're yes. reminding people that you have to choose yourself and you have to choose discomfort. Here's a, a really tactical takeaway that I think your listeners will love. It's been a big shift in my life and it holds me accountable to this exact idea of on purpose. So every day, usually it's at night, right? Before I go to bed, I do like three things I'm grateful for and I always log my fear experiments of the day because what it'll do is a couple of things. Number one, it'll hold your hold you to the fire. Did you get uncomfortable today? Has it been three days? Do you have a week of no fear experiments? <laughs> yeah, that problem. Means, yeah, that means, hello, you're playing it way too yeah. safe and you need to shake it up. What are you hiding from? What are you afraid of? And what, what are you working through right now? Because you're not getting uncomfortable. So that's number one. But the second thing I love about logging your fear experiments every day is that you'll realize that you're braver than you can even imagine. Every day you do, so it's just about getting uncomfortable. Maybe you got on your spin bike in the basement and you didn't want to. That's a fear experiment. That is choosing <laughs> yourself. That is choosing discomfort over the comfort of your couch and Netflix. And what you'll do is start to build up a little database of all this brave stuff. And when you really are facing something scary and big and overwhelming, you can go back and say, you know what? No. I am brave. And look at all this That's stuff. Right. Here's I my proof. Yes, here yeah. is my proof. So that could be a great actionable takeaway for your listeners. You know, every night before bed, do an audit. What did I do today to get uncomfortable on purpose in in order to really work my brave muscle. Yeah, I dig it. I love that so much. So tell me a little bit about your book, um, Fear. And I have to tell you, okay, I'm probably going into dangerous territory here, but I I think we'll be fine. Um, The book is called Fear is My Homeboy. And I will tell you that I I love it, but I bristle a little bit at Homeboy because it feels a little bit like cultural appropriation to me. Mm, yeah, yeah. You're not the first to say that. Okay, uh, all right. To, to me, um, and well, you know, and, and on the social, that comes up a lot. And really, uh, you know, that's, you know, to each their own and everybody's got their own uh, comfort level and, and everything people, you know, if... 
If I try, listen, I just have to do what feels right. For me, pop it's a pop culture way to say that fear is my friend. And um, that is that is what we mean when we say fear is my homeboy. Fear gotcha. is my friend. And it's a pop culture re- reference uh, to- I mean, to, it's it's fun and flirty. I, I feel you. I get it. Is it is who but I But I did want to ask about it. I felt yeah. important. Yeah. It is who I am, and 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 if that uh, offends someone, then it's it's not the book for you. Then then move on. But what's so great <laughs> is that that has nothing to do with what the book is about. The book exactly. is about love and support yeah. and bravery and trusting yourself enough to be yourself. And my whole life, I've always loved hip hop music. It is a big part of my my vibe and my brand and my music and my mission and everything we do and create. And so it was just a really fun, playful way to lean into an idea that just kept me up at night so yeah awesome. um thanks for know, sharing that yeah, yeah of course I think it's brave of you to ask but you know I always also say I kind of love when we get pushback too that means we're on to something I if agree it, if everybody loves everything you do you're doing nothing right in my opinion <laughs> I think that's a great takeaway I yeah. actually really yeah. agree um we're not all for everybody and that's just mm. that's gonna be okay and that's okay and, and um so tell me a little bit about what what led you to writing the book, what the writing process was like for you, and then what it feels like now to have it out. Yeah. So what led me to write the book was that um, I knew I, I had built it this time. This is really what before I was running my business um, as a creative entrepreneur. Now I feel like I've kind of, uh, you know, this is leans into the third word, which we'll get into in a little bit. But like, you know, I started my business primarily just I was this keynote speaker. That was yeah. really what I was doing. I never really thought I was going to write a book. It wasn't the number one goal of mine. But as I started speaking, I I was watching this sort of community get built around the ideas, and um, I, I, I had, there was so much to share. And every keynote audience um, would then build a following, and people would go, jump onto my list, and they wanted more. And so I didn't have anything else besides my blog. And so it just became a conversation uh, internally in in my business and with coaches I was working with at the time that it was time to level up, and you know, as a speaker, as a creator, and write the book. And so that's what I went ahead and did, and um, I, I, I began to hunt around for a publisher and uh, really, really look at the right fit there and ended up working with a company called Greenleaf. And they they were amazing. And in 20, um, let's think about that, in 2016 or 17, signed a contract with Greenleaf and went to the lab, wrote all um, summer in in 2018. And I the love that. Came, Hold on. I'm going to slow you down. Then went to yeah. the lab. Is that a real went place? Or did no, you like- it's the lab in my head. The lab, <laughs> the lab on a plane, the lab in the library. Just I love that so much. Like, you know, I kind of think of Eminem on the bus writing all of his like lyrics. That's like, I just so had to get, great. Meaning I had to like get out of everything I had in my head. I had to figure out how to get it onto paper. And then it became all of these post-it notes on my walls in my office at the time. And then that turned into a book. And I worked with a really um, incredible developmental editor, a team of four different editors. And we just put all the ideas together. But I knew that the ideas in the improv theater changed my life so yeah. much and really specifically the way I managed scary things in my life and really my mental wellness and my mental health. So I knew I had to get these ideas out into the world and on paper. And I also knew it would scale me as a speaker and really bring some street cred to the work I was doing as well. So uh, there was that component as well. So the process was just post-it notes and a lot of brainstorming (laughs) sessions and the lab, if you will. And then now that it's out, it just feels amazing. I mean, we've, we've really watched a community get 
built around the ideas in the book. Our, our community, we call them fear bosses. Uh, so that means we're the boss of our fear, not, That's right. not fear. So That's you're right. a fear boss. You, by the way, Heather, are, are oh. certainly a fear boss. Thank you. Um, so we've built this community and we just had the audio book. This is, we're recording this in on January 7th. So oh, congrats. Thank you. The Audible audiobook came out today. We've launched a podcast. We're building products. So it's now evolved, but it all began with the book. And it all began with a bunch of imperfect um, fears, right? That became perfectly exactly what I needed to do. So I just think it's it's been a, a really rewarding process on so many levels because it's allowed me to say, well, oh my God, if I can do that, what could I do next, you know? I love that. That's right. I love that you just said that. If I can do that, what else can I do? And to and that requires awareness that you've done something brave and also setting time aside to think about it and reflect and see how it can propel you onto the next thing. So that's why I love to talk about celebration, which we typically do at the very end of the, of the interview process here. But I love that because when we stop to celebrate, it gives us the motivation to, to new, do the next big thing. How do you like to celebrate? Oh my God, I love that you're bringing this up. I have a whole section in my book dedicated to what I call the victory lap, taking victory laps. We don't take victory victory laps. Most of us haven't, we don't stop to really go, holy crap, look what I did. Look what I've done. And I think we're so on to the next thing, almost a little too fast. So I really believe in putting rewards on the other side of scary things you accomplish, right? Like you do three workouts this week, go treat yourself, go get a 30 minute massage or the <laughs> yeah. pedicure. Or if you, you know, stick to your sugar-free diet, go treat yourself to a, a, a latte, you know, on Sunday. I don't know. You get what I'm saying, but putting yeah. rewards. Or on don't the, spend money, go for a walk, take a couple minutes money. to do nothing, right? Yes. Sit out in the sunshine. Like there are a lot of, I'm all about rewards. Oh in fact, every God. client, every one-on-one -on -one coaching client I've ever worked with will tell you, I'm like, how are you rewarding yourself? Like, let's plan these big things. How, how are you rewarding yourself once you've accomplished them? Because that's, we need that motivation to keep going. Oh my God. Take the bubble bath. Go for yeah. the walk. Yeah. Go run errands. Go to Target by yourself with no kids <laughs> no or kids. other human beings. That is a reward, right? But you're right. I love it. I call them victory laps. So I love taking victory laps. And it's funny, Amanda on my team is actually here. I'm recording this in a, my home office today and we've taken a victory lap. So we're doing our onboarding retreat every January. We sort of reflect on the last year and get ready for the the next year, which is a victory lap in Love itself. It. And we have a retreat, but yesterday we did massages and we Love went to it. the spa and we went for dinner. And, you know, so I'm all about finding ways, you know, I'm big into the self-care, right? And I don't feel guilty for it because I know every time I put money into that bank, I'm investing in myself yes. because none of this works if I don't work. And, um, we can't be, here's something for your listeners to really take. You cannot be exhausted and brave. Love that. Bravery requires stamina and energy and you awake on the front line of your life. And the only person that can protect that is you. Yeah. So your idea about rewarding yourself and this idea of victory laps is essential. It should be like the top of your list. I do this exercise, Heather, in my workshops where I have everybody, you could totally borrow this. You you do this exercise. You get everybody to write down on a piece of paper the top 10 things that are the most important to them right now. You set a timer for like 
I don't know, a minute and a half or something. Maybe people get five, maybe they get a list of 25, but you want them to write down the top 10 people, places, things, priorities that they have going on right now in their lives. They kind of get it all out of their head on paper. And then I ask everybody to put their pencils down and they're like, all right. And then I say, okay, now pick your pencil back up and I want you to circle where you are on that list. Mm. And nine times out of 10, it is this moment of like, holy shit, I'm not even on my list. And if I am, I am eighth, ninth, or 10th. So the goal is to reevaluate that list and to feel less guilty and to be brave enough to put yourself in that number one spot. That's right. Yeah. Because everybody who needs you and loves you and depend on you, which, oh, by the way, is all the people that you're putting yourself last for, are the people that are going to actually benefit the most from you being the best version of yourself. So it's so funny. We've got it backwards. But it's an exercise I use to really get people to go, oh, my God. I didn't, that's right. None of this works if I don't work, you know? So. I love it. I think that's so great. And you just started a podcast as well, right? Yes, I did. I have now entered your, re- you're my podcast boss now. Oh, thank you. You're, you're, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'm a, I'll be looking up to you as we, but I just uh, recorded episode three. Episode two comes out tomorrow. I mean, we're that new. My first episode launched on January 1st, 2020. It's called the the Fear Boss Show. And it was my first fear experiment of the decade. I'm like, we might as well start a podcast and I might as well launch it on the first day of a new decade. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) We'll start with a fear. We'll start with a fear experiment uh, to kick off uh, a new decade in a new year. So yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, that's awesome. So everybody, we can find it anywhere. People enjoy podcasts, I assume. iTunes and Spotify right now, we're about to be up on... uh, on uh, Stitcher and Google Play, those t- are taking a little bit longer, but iTunes, Spotify for sure. Um, and then, of course, my website has all the information, but yeah. Yeah, well, when the when the episode airs, all of this stuff will be Great. live and available every way. So tell me what it's like for you. Uh, how was podcasting, the experience of podcasting, different than prepping to write your book? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, it's interesting with the podcast – I think because I've been through the book process, I have a little bit more self-trust and Mm, a little bit more of an instinct and a whole book full of content. So it really allowed (laughs) me to say, okay, could I use some of the core ideas in the book to really uh, DJ out content this year in a thoughtful way that keeps the listener in forward momentum? Because really the root behind how we get around fears is consistent action, right? And smashing those comfort zones. So I think honestly, I, I, while I'm scared and while I really don't know what I'm doing most days, I'm having a ball because it's an experiment. It's this new project that I'm working on. And here's why I love an experiment so much is if you're just experimenting, you can't really fuck it up. You can't fail. I dig that. Yeah, you are just experimenting. So if I have a podcast and my boom's too loud, awesome. I'll adjust it next time. Or maybe I try a guest. Maybe I try a co-host. Maybe I, um, I don't know, maybe we do some live improv. I don't, I can go, I'm just going to play. It's like- that's so so, fun. So I trust myself. I guess the big answer to your question is, is what's different is I trust myself way more with this podcast, even though I'm unsure and I'm Bambi with my shaky legs and I'm scared and I don't know what I'm doing and I feel really awkward most days thinking about content and recording and stuff 
I'm not as scared as I was. I mean, there's a story in my book where I even, when I got assigned my editor, I, you know, I'm writing this book. And then all of a sudden I get on the call with April and she's this fancy PhD and really smart and all this stuff. And I was so intimidated. Imposter syndrome like smacked me upside of the head. And I literally said to her, I go, <laughs> all this is great, but I want you to know, I, I kind of changed my mind. I, I don't know if it's going to be a book. I think what we need to do is like a calendar or a, a little coffee table book. And it's like 365 days of brave and these little and she's like okay I'm just gonna stop you right now <laughs> we're writing like, a book we're you're writing a book so again you know it's this imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough I mean we all deal with it and I I don't think I had as much of that with the podcast even though I I, I get scared I now know how to trust myself because I right. watched the book work out. You know? I love that. And I love the lesson that gives listeners, which is just do the one big hard thing. I hear so yes. many people there. I don't know. There are so many. and I don't know where to start. And I tell people, make a list and then prioritize them in order that you're most excited about and then only look at the top one. Oh, so good. Do the top one. Finish the top yes. one. And then you are a badass primed and ready to do the next one. Oh my gosh. I'm always thinking like, am I taking one step forward every single day on my own behalf in the absence of like a ringing phone or a full email? <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you are the only one that can light a fire underneath your That's ass, true. right? So there may be things environmentally or family wise. I mean, we're going to lose people we love. We're going to have good days and bad days and hard days. But really, you know, your freedom and your success, however you define that for yourself is really up to you. And I, I love that idea of just like microdosing, going small, you know, looking at the big picture. But is what is one thing, one small thing I can do today to really put some momentum in my life? Because really, you're in competition with yourself. And um, if you can think about it that way, it's it's a powerful way to kind of keep moving forward. I love it. I love it. I think that is so 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 fantastic. It's great. I am curious. You, what are your daily rituals? Like what, yeah. Like how do you, do you have a morning ritual, nighttime ritual? What, what is consistent? What's a, um, an absolute non-negotiable for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have a series of rituals and it really depends. I mean, I travel a lot, so I'm on the road a lot. So sometimes my my routines and habits and rituals, I have on the road rituals, I have at home rituals, but I'll <laughs> tell you the rituals that are non-negotiable. Like the things that I pretty much do I would say 90% of the time, there may be a chance I miss. And I'll tell you, if I miss it, I'm a different version of this of myself. So um, my my the number one thing I would say is I have a power statement practice. So every morning, and if I miss it in the morning, I do it at night, but I love this in the morning and it literally takes less than a minute. I write down 10 I am power statements because I really believe what follows I am will be. If you are constantly saying to yourself, I am tired, I am afraid, I am exhausted, I am a terrible speaker, I am horrible with money, I am bad at confrontation, I am anxious, you will be. Yes, you will. But if you flip the script and start telling yourself who it is that you want to be and where it is that you want to go, you will be. So my power statements not only articulate things that I believe that I am and that I maybe, um, that I know that I am, but maybe some of them are things that I 
I am not yet, but You're that I strive for. Right, yeah. because I think we have, if, if you limit yourself, you become limited. So I'll give you a couple examples. So some regular appearances on my I am mixtape are, are things like I am healthy, mm-hmm. I am wealthy, I am always getting better, I am right on time, I am safe to relax and receive. And then there's fun ones, like I am a multi-millionaire, <laughs> I, I am always flying first class, right? Yeah. I am, you know, and then there's, there's statements that I am in a loving marriage. I am a patient stepmom. I am, you know, whatever that may be. So they can change a little bit based on what I've got going on in my life or what I'm maybe struggling with that I want to see change. But again, it takes me under 60 seconds and it calls the whole. It gives me something to aim at mentally. And you do this every single day. You'll really watch your life start to change because you start to live in this. You start to live in the light. Not the darkness, right? Do you prep what you're going to say each morning or do you just go with what the universe I brings flow. to you? Yeah. I let it flow. Yeah. I have some, like I said, I, I have some regular tracks that are always there. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am um, always getting better, you know, yeah, things like that, that, you know, reminding me always, you, every, you, every day you are better than yesterday, right? Uh, but then some of them are, you know, a little environmental, you know, am I struggling with something or is there something new? Like my podcast is now on my, I am, I, yeah. you know, I am a top podcast or whatever that may be, you know, so encouraging me to, to dream big there. But uh, yeah, I let it flow. I love that. I let it flow. But that's my number one ritual. And of course my fear experiments every day. How did I get uncomfortable? How did I get uncomfortable? So those are my two biggest uh, that that I really, I don't know how I could live without them. That's so great. Thank you so much for sharing those. I think that the listeners are going to love that. I want to know how many of you are out there and going to start an I am statement in the morning. I wake up every morning and say, today's going to be amazingly awesome. And I invite it into my day. And I tell my kids when I kiss their heads and send them off to school, I hope your day is amazingly awesome so that that's the last thing they hear me say. Um, So good. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you that wherever you are mentally and emotionally, that's where you're going to be. And it isn't to discredit that stress and depression and anxiety are not real things because I know that they are. And you can't just happily think your way out of them. However, you can shift the energy. And when you shift the energy, other things start to shift as well. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. You said that well. Thanks. (laughs) I try. Um, I love that. So this has been so much fun. I think we could talk forever. And if you find yourself back in Chicago, we should get together in person. I think we've talked about that before. I would love that. And I'm in Chicago multiple times a year, so we'll have to make that happen. We'll have to make that happen. But I get to ask you, and I'm excited to hear what your answer to this question is. What's your favorite charitable organization to support? Uh, I would say off the jump, and the one I've probably... uh, my husband and I donate the most to every year and that I've attended charity events with is the St. Jude organization. Love St. Jude's. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful organization. They did a, they do, they did not did, they do in Chicago, a big fashion show. And I used to go every year and all the money goes. So it's a fashion show and an auction. And it just was such a hoot and just such a, you know, you just really meet so many beautiful people and it just, it's just one of my favorites. So that would be my answer. That's awesome. So they will be our charity of the week. Cool. And, um, we will ask you listeners, as I always do, to go out and get to know them more. If you have something to give, time, money, social media, likes and shares, whatever it is, do that. Because this, my friends, is how we come together as a global community to do better and be stronger together. Judy, will you share your three words with us one last time? Afraid, unstoppable, rise. 
I think, although we didn't specifically talk about Unstoppable and Rise, that you've given a lovely sort of story that leads to that. It seems most definitely like you are unstoppable. You just keep rolling those things together one after another and kicking ass at them. It's so much fun to watch you do that. I'm so pleased and so honored that you decided to spend some time with us here today. Uh, Thank you so much. I feel the same way. My hand is on my heart. What a gift. And thank you for the work that you're doing. I, I, I am so inspired by thought leaders like yourself that are out there encouraging brave conversations and your podcast is doing just that. And you should feel really proud. (laughs) I hope you are taking a victory lap. The interviews you have and the people you get to meet and the community you're building, girl, I hope you're taking a big victory lap and just, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of this, uh, the show. Thank you so much. I very much appreciate that. Y'all, Judy is a lot of fun. You can check out her book, Fear is My Homeboy. You can check out her podcast. Tell us the name again. The Fear Boss Show, the hashtag Fear Boss Show. <laughs> so you guys, those will be a lot of fun. She Obviously, you can hear she's got a lot of energy. So when you want something to just pick you up and, and get you motivated and excited, check out all of Judy's stuff. And if you love what we're doing here, then I want you to know we want you to join our Brave community. Please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash bravefiles, and find a level that works for you and become part of our Brave movement. Help us do big things and share big stories and inspire brave actions between everybody, all of us, our community, our world, every moment of every day. And I want to hear what you think of the show. So give us a call at 312-646-0205. You know, you can call us and you can tell us what your I am statements are for the day, or maybe what your fear experiments were for the day, if you're going to dabble in those things, which I encourage you to do. So we definitely want to hear from you. I thank you all for being here. It is my honor and my privilege to, to share time with you week after week. This is Heather Vicker reminding you today and always to go out and choose bravely. The Brave Files is proudly supported by Audible. If you enjoy listening to podcasts, you're sure to love listening to your favorite books on Audible. Get your free 30-day trial complete with a credit for a free audiobook download today simply by visiting audibletrial.com slash thebravefiles. Again, that's visiting audibletrial.com slash The Brave Files. You've been listening to The Brave Files, stories from people living courageously. To learn more about the show, find our show notes, or get some great bonus content, visit thebravefilespodcast.com. And we'd love to know what you think. You can give us a call at 312 646 0205. Let us know your thoughts on the episode, the show in general or maybe share with us how you're out choosing bravely. This episode is brought to you by Vickery & Co. Success Coaching, coaching that helps you maintain a life well-lived and a business well-run. Learn more at vickeryandco.com. Our music is produced by Matt Lewis. Follow him on Instagram at mattmmusic or visit his website, theunionband.com. We couldn't do any of this without our extraordinary audio engineer, Andrew Olson. Learn more about him and check out his work at findandrewolson.com. And special thanks to our associate producer, Kim Statler. I'm your host and executive producer, Heather Vickery. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>